Hello, hello, this is Monica Michael, and welcome to the Real Life After College podcast, where we have real, raw, and candid conversations with our guests about how they navigated life after college. This episode is brought to you by theculturesupplier.com. Ladies, it's time to get into formation and find your inner boss daily when logging into theculturesupplier.com to have your culture supplied. On today's episode number 13, we speak with Brittany Wright of Be Bad PR. Brittany, who is a self-actualization content creator and brand strategist, mission is to help black women actualize themselves, walk in their purpose, build better relationships with each other, and create purposeful brands and businesses. Without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. You can't tell where you're going unless you know where you've been. So we kick off all of our podcast episodes by asking our guests three questions. The school that they attended, the year that they graduated, and their major and their minor. Check it out. Girl, I feel like I've been to 30,000 schools and I feel like I've had 30,000 majors. <laughs> so I guess I'll start at the tip of it. In 2011 to 2013, I went to Central Michigan University. There, my major was integrated public relations, I believe. And so since like my junior year of high school, I've known that PR was kind of like my field or my particular path. I just kind of felt like being from Michigan and uh, Central being based in a small town in Michigan, I just kind of felt like that space was necessarily conducive to the big dreams that I knew that I had for myself. So from that point, I decided to transfer and to move to Chicago. And so from there, I decided or ended up going to Columbia College, Chicago, where I majored in public relations. I graduated there in 2015. And then at the end of that, I kind of faced that pivotal moment that I'm sure a lot of us as, you know, Black people graduating college kind of face. Do I jump into my industry or do I go ahead and get a additional degree? Okay. So in a sense of not wanting to lose time in the industry, because I know that once, you know, you get a little bit further away from that prime age of I just graduated, it gets a little bit more difficult to get those entry level positions in certain industries. Mm-hmm. In my particular industry, it was. So I definitely wanted to make sure that I was getting into the industry on time. But then also on the back end, I knew that I wanted my master's because, of course, you know, twice as hard and twice as good. So. Exactly. <laughs> Which is always something that's going to be following up. But yeah, so then from there, I got my master's in integrated marketing communications from Roosevelt University. And I graduated with that and I want to say December 2016. And my crazy ass is back in school right now. So I kind of faced this moment. So I'll be very, very candid with y'all. And I hope this doesn't go against like your podcasts. And I hope I'm not doing too much. But I kind of just felt like after getting my my bachelor's and my master's, I realized that the American educational system was a scam. Okay. So I was yes. just kind of, <laughs> I'm here for it. Girl, so I was just kind of sitting in the space of like, but this don't mean shit though. Uh-huh. And so once I got into like quitting my job and wanting to do me, what I had to have a, a real big girl conversation with myself about was the fact that my background lended me the opportunity to understand how to do branding, how to do marketing, public relations, advertising, etc. But it did not lend me the skill set to understand how to make things make money. Mm-hmm. And so within that, I'm like, yes, I can crack some books open. Yes, I can go to YouTube. And yes, I'm going to do those things as well. But I decided that the most strategic thing for me to do and also as a way for me to be able to take a step back and to, you know, take this entrepreneurial journey head first 
was to be able to enroll in school. So I'm also in a MBA in digital entrepreneurship at Strayer University. Okay. So it's online. And I kind of set that up strategically because I feel like at this space in my life right now, I don't want to be confined to space. <laughs> I want to be able to move through time and through space and through energy the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be dictated by nuance. And especially not nuance that I didn't create for myself. Exactly. <laughs> so I decided that I wanted to, you know, do an online program with that. For anyone who is interested in like entrepreneurship or interested in getting MBAs, I would highly, highly, highly recommend this program. One thing that I really love about it is that they are are trying to target millennials in a sense okay. that they are pretty much transitioning everything that you would do um, within the course onto Facebook. So oh, like wow. my discussion boards are on Facebook. My lecture, I watch my lectures on Facebook. Like literally everything is on Facebook for it. And the only thing that you can't do is like turn in your papers and stuff like that. You just have to go to Blackboard, of course. But mm-hmm. it's super, super cool. So anyone who is interested in that, I would definitely recommend According to a 2017 report done by the National Association of Colleges and Employers, 53% of college graduates last year reported that they obtained their current positions directly from their internships or internship contacts. Now we all know, an internship can get you a foot in the door and a seat at the table, but at what cost? In this next segment, we talked to Brittany about how her internship was the stepping stone to securing her first position in good old corporate America. But the lack of diversity had her like, check out Britney's take here. During my senior year, of course, like everybody, we're super hyper-focused on where is this coin coming from and what is this job looking like (laughs) after I graduate, okay? Uh (laughs) So my mind was, I was literally eye on the prize. And I ended up doing this internship Mind you, I had like five internships, just hyper excessive for no reason. Anyways, I ended up doing this one internship called the Marcus Graham Project. And with the Marcus Graham Project, it's a program that seeks to implement diversity in the fields of like advertising mainly, but also PR marketing, kind of the communication media industry field. And so they select like 10 to 15 students to come together to form a fully functioning advertising agency, meaning that each individual person would act as like a piece of the department or like a particular department that you may find in an advertising agency. Okay. And we got actual clients. So when I ended up doing it, um, my client that we ended up getting was McDonald's. And so at that point, as a part of the program, we were taken to all the different agencies in the Chicago area that had McDonald's as a client. And so one of those agencies was Golan. And Golan, um, for those of you who are unaware, is an international public relations agency who's actually headquarters in Chicago. So when I went to the headquarters, now, mind you, this is me. I am a first generation college student. I really didn't know anything about corporate America. So I'm going off of these white narratives that I'm seeing on television. Uh (laughs) And I'm literally just like, in my mind, corporate America looks Hella vanilla, mm-hmm. hella male, uh, suit and tie, super stuffy. And when I got to Golden, I saw people with like cuts in their jeans, snapbacks on, some Jordans. I'm like, okay, well, I see you. Exactly. Snacks. I'm where I need to and be. I- <laughs> exactly. So in that moment, I was just like, okay, so what do I need to do in order to ensure my seat in this location? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I ended up kind of um, connecting with a couple of the black women that worked there on some sister sis on my sister sis swag and kind of, you know, fostering some relationships with them from there. 
And then they ended up letting me know when the internship up application opened up for there. I ended up interviewing. I ended up getting the internship, which kind of to give you um, reference in time, I did the internship program, the Marcus Graham Project in January. Okay. The internship program for Golan started in June. Okay. And this is all I graduated, I want to say in May. So this was literally like a month after I graduated, I started the internship at Golan. So then at the conclusion of that internship, I got hired on full time to work on Walmart and I was a media associate there and I was pretty much doing, you know, PR and stuff for them. And then it kind of transitioned oddly enough into after, um, I want to say maybe the start of 2016, I started working on McDonald's and I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. Right. <laughs> like, how is McDonald's following me from this internship program to this new job that I'm at that kind of, you know, that even helped me to get to exactly. this position Exactly. That's like now. a full circle experience. Literally a total full circle experience. So let me full circle you one more time. Right. So... <laughs> So I was kind of in this moment and I don't want to 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 bad talk any of the um the agencies in the industry or I halfway don't even know if I care, but right. <laughs> so many agencies in the industry are just lacking in any type of color. I would love to say blackness, but they are lacking in any realm of POC. Mm-hmm. So for me, there being a, a black woman and with my blackness as such a instrumental or such such a huge part of my identity and who I am in my daily life it just became intolerable Mm -hmm. (laughs) I almost want to say because I felt like damn I just really want to be around some black people so with that in mind I'm like well I've always loved doing multicultural work because I was hired into Golan as a multicultural intern so I was like I'd love to flex and do some you know multicultural work So I ended up then transitioning into a position at Walton Isaacson as an account executive. And so there I did experiential events for McDonald's 365 Black. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. Another super 360, you know, Mm -hmm. moment. Um, And so there... I did some super, super cool stuff. I can't even turn it down. Our actual team itself ended up planning this super cool activation around the BET experience, which is super cool. And we also did quite a few different like activation touch points at Essence Festival. And so the one that I mainly, you know, worked on, I led the late night party activation, which was the midnight mix. So it was like a super cool kind of celebrity millennial driven party we had like celebrity talent it had kind of like three three different areas that people could like go into with like activities and different stuff like that anyways it was super super cool but entering this job I was kind of in a space and after my first day of work I came home you know how you call everybody after you have your uh-huh. first day of work you're like girl how to let them know how calling up all the people and I'm like you know what this seems like a really cool gig but this is the last time that I'll probably be working a structured job Mm -hmm. and I was very transparent with everyone I was like I just the nuance of this is wild and also I kind of did myself in because I my last day at Golden was on a Friday and I started there on a Monday oh like girl you tried it but I kind of almost felt like the way it went down I almost felt like I was in a position to like, I have to start on this date. So I was like, well, I want to make sure everybody, you know, I don't do anybody bold. So I'm just going to take the hit. But the hit is what did me in. Right. Anyways, 
leading up until that point, I felt like I had just been in a space of like running 2000 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, since I had been in college, I had been the girls who's doing everybody's extracurricular activity, always doing things, always running places, always focused on a dream, always grinding towards something. Okay. And that kind of continued up until this point. And I just felt like I was burnt out. And I'm like, girl, you are only 24, right? Or what, 23 <laughs> at the time. I'm like, Girl, there is no reason for you to even be feeling burnt out. So I'm like, nah, we're not going to do this. So instead of taking me out the game, what can I take out so that I don't take myself out the game? Exactly. So I started evaluating everything and I was just like, nah. I can't <laughs> so do it no more. It, it, exactly. And I, and I feel like to go back to the blackness piece, I realized that while I was admiring wanting to work on like black work when I was at Golan, when I got to Walton Isaacson, what I realized that while the work was phenomenal and the team was great, what I realized that I wasn't missing the blackness, I was missing control. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like being able to control, you know, multiple aspects of my life. So yeah. I think that that's amazing. That also brings me to a point too. I was reading on your website and just on the navigating, you know, corporate culture as a black woman piece. I read something where you said navigating the corporate American space as a black woman and yearning for blackness feels like putting on a full piece costume. I want to be at a space where I can be my whole self. And I think, you know, that's a good point. Yes. Because navigating <laughs> corporate America as a black woman is very tricky, right? I just, you know, I've been recently interviewing and I've like the process of getting my hair together before the interview Girl. is a thing because, you know, you have so to go in a certain way. So yes. it's, it's a thing, you know, and it's, I don't think that people really realize what you kind of set yourself up working in corporate America or not for profit as a black woman. So exactly. And I also kind of feel like um, just to, you know, elaborate on that a little bit more, I feel like especially for me as a first generation college student, my parents, because they didn't go to college, they they had their eyes very full about this life that white America told us was the ultimate dream. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at, OK, going to college and getting this fancy job and doing this, this is what is supposed to fulfill us. So then they transcend and, you know, kind of pass that dream down to us as what we feel like we are supposed to achieve. And when we get there, we realize that's wait, not what I want. <laughs> wait, at what point did I say, what do I want? Right. Do, you know what I'm saying? Like what actually fulfills me and makes me happy? When did I go through the process of understanding and finding out what those things are? Because they don't just reveal themselves out of nowhere. You exactly. know what I'm So <laughs> once I got there, it was just like, oh, wait a minute. This ain't it. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's a good um, kind of transition into our next segment, which is about entrepreneurship. So be bad. And I looked and saw what be bad meant, which was the B is for Brittany and the bad is bold and distinct. Which yes, ma'am. Which I really, really <laughs> love. And Thank you. My main question for you is, do you feel like you chose entrepreneurship or do you feel like entrepreneurship chose you? A lot of entrepreneurs, I feel like, feel like, you know, since I was like in second grade, I knew that I wasn't supposed to be working a job or you know, it kind of feels like it just kind of chose me because there was a need or a niche for what I'm currently doing. So how do you feel about it? I ain't choose a thug life. The thug life chose I me. <laughs> but I almost kind of feel like, honestly, I feel opposite about it. I I have been doing all of this stuff and putting all of this stuff out here as just like up until I want to say maybe 2016, I was only looking at it as like a passion project. as something I was doing on the side, my way of being able to give back, 
I wasn't even considering it like leading up to a space of being able to step into entrepreneurship okay. until one of my friends was like, oh, there's a girl that's doing this and I can see you doing something like this, you know, since y'all are entrepreneurs. I'm like, entrepreneurs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I had, to play, I had to play it back in my head and not even a what is that, but like you identify me as that. Like that's how you see me. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, let me reevaluate my own self and see what I have going on. So kind of from that moment, and even just thinking about passive income or, you know, thinking about ways to make money off of my own personal intellect and likeness, independent from a company, mm -hmm. just made me th be like, okay, well, this is actually something that I can do. So I don't feel like this was something that I knew I would be doing my entire life. Going back again to, I always thought that I would be live, working this fancy job and that would be my end game. And I would be like Angelica's mom. Exactly. Off the <laughs> or something, you know what I'm saying? Like. I, I never in a million years foresaw this for being me. I feel like as I've been, you know, evolving as a being, honestly, mm -hmm. is where this kind of idea has dropped into my life. And then how do how would you say you successfully navigated the or I mean, or if you feel <laughs> like you have successfully navigated the unknown? Because I feel like a lot of times when, of course, you make that leap from corporate, especially like you. To entrepreneurship, uh -huh. there's a, a a huge gray area where you just don't know if the shit's going to work out, to be honest. Yeah. You know, you don't know if your strategy, you don't know if your product's going to sell. You don't know if you're going to get booked for that speaking gig. So how do you feel uh -huh. like you successfully, you know, manage the unknown or are currently managing uh -huh. the unknown? I feel like <laughs> Chance the Rapper said it best and something that just really resonated with me is that I've turned all my L's into lessons. Okay. And I feel like for me, really, when I'm just like, I'll be very transparent. I just walked out of a season that almost took me out the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I need to get in somebody's job. I need to do something because this isn't working out. Right. And I feel like in that season, I kept telling myself, look for the lessons in what is happening right now. I understood that. I just feel like sometimes when you have these gifts or you have these really, really big dreams, you mm -hmm. go through a period of time that is testing whether you really want it or not, mm -hmm. or if you are really dedicated in, um, what am I saying, disciplined enough to even step into that and to fulfill whatever that calling or that purpose is. So anyways... Stemming from that, I guess I just felt like knowing that everything that I'm going through right now, there is a reason behind it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've I've learned so much. I constantly learn so much. And when you learn so much, you are constantly growing. And I feel like I don't need more than one time to fuck up in a particular area to exactly. take heed to this is what I need to do the next time. You know what I mean? And so because I'm constantly trying shit and I'm constantly putting stuff out and I'm constantly creating and innovating and dreaming honestly i feel like i dream 75 percent of the damn day exactly but, um, but since i'm you know constantly doing that i'm able to 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 constantly pick up and and put this together and i also feel like there's something to be said about what you put into the universe because i feel like even though in my own mind a lot of the pieces for me have only come together more recently i feel like i've constantly be putting been putting content out for the past couple of years mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have been constantly putting, you know, just just good energy into the world. And I feel like what is coming back on me now is just, you know, me getting that back. Exactly. And what the main thing that I think about is like you're constantly just doing shit like, you know, mm -hmm. like a lot of times we like want to. 
I mean, strategy, of course, and to be strategic is very important. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like a lot of times people wait, you know, to, to try yes. that idea or to start that blog because they feel like they don't have it all processed or developed mm-hmm. correctly. But what I get from you is like you were constantly trying shit into something stick. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've been successful with doing that. So that's like a really mm-hmm. big takeaway I think people should get from that. Yes. And don't get me wrong. And I want to make sure that I highlight this too. Don't get me wrong. The girls have been strategizing down to the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the strategy, the strategy is always there. I just feel like really since 2016, I have personally, like I said, have been on a hardcore journey of evolvement, mm-hmm. just even growing into myself more and more. So I feel like as I'm going through that journey in parallel paths, I am becoming more clear on what my purpose is. So as that vision becomes more clear, more refined for me, I'm able to then create in light of my purpose, if that makes any sense. So it's like, while I may be in one particular stage of my life, let's say maybe even fall of 2017 this April of 2018 Brittany may now see differently you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. something than I did back then so I don't know I just feel like it's constantly I don't know I feel like it's, it's constantly evolving and I feel like if you've been following me and rocking with me for a minute like the evolvement makes sense too exactly hopefully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me throw that caveat out. right <laughs> so for those of you guys who don't know Britney's brand, Be Bad, stands for the following. The B stands for Britney, of course, and the Be Bad stands for bold and distinct. So I took this opportunity to ask Britney, what is her view of what makes a bad entrepreneur and a bad brand? Get your pans out. For starters, I just want to share with you that, boy, have I grown into this name. Uh-huh. <laughs> I picked this <laughs> I picked this name in like 2013 and I'm like bold and distinct and girl you weren't doing nothing bold and you weren't doing nothing it's super (laughs) catchy though like super catchy and I always I kept finding myself I was sitting there writing up to be super transparent sitting writing up the the outline today and the Mm. first thing that I found myself saying like hey baddies I'm like hi (laughs) (laughs) because it's so catchy you know you saying on YouTube a lot and things like that so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. So to go back into um, your question, I think that honestly, bad in my sense of the word, I feel like in this space that we're in right now, just in, in, in time and technology, where those two kind of intersect and where social life intersects with that as well, I feel like everyone wants to look cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me, my discernment is so high. Mm-hmm. My discernment is high. <laughs> and so for me, it's so easy to pick out the people who, you scrolling through their page and you like, and, it, and it's absolutely no shade to the girls because if your goal is to be famous by all means, this, that has nothing to do with me. But right. I can look at your page and see that while you are trying to sell me this blank, 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 what you're really trying to do, your ulterior motive is to look cool on the ground mm-hmm. and to be famous. <laughs> so for me, someone who is bad is someone who is transparent, someone who is upfront, someone who is pouring into their craft, their business, their audience from their hearts and from a place of the purest intention. I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like I just described myself yeah. at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like those are the people I found my, I find myself gravitating towards. Mm-hmm. And also, um, furthermore, from an entrepreneurial perspective, all of my clients and all of the people that I'm working with right now are all black women. 
And it is very important for me to work with Black women and also more specifically Black women who have social driven causes for other Black women. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, that's another way for me to be able to give back. And it's like, at the end of the day, do you want a dollar or do you want to service your audience? You know what I mean? And it's like, Mm -hmm. if your your mission is for a dollar, I say pick something else that doesn't directly impact someone. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I think that's what a bad entrepreneur is to me. So as you guys all know, we like to end our podcast asking our guests advice. Advice for current college students, advice for recent and not so recent graduates, advice for entrepreneurs, so on, so on, so on. But I wanted to shake things up a little bit with Brittany because I saw an interesting post and I wanted to ask her something fun. Check it out. All right, so now we're going to transition into our last segment, which is our advice so i want to do a little bit something different because as okay. i was looking through your blog i saw a post dated back to september 1st 2017 entitled oh, freedom to figure it the fuck out <laughs> which i love because oftentimes as college students or millennials we think we have to have our lives figured out now mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves room to explore who we are yes. or what we really want so yes here's what i want to do I'm going to read off a sentence and I want you to fill in the blank. It could be a word or it can be a sentence or however you want to do it. Oh, this okay? is cute. <laughs> okay. And girl, you did your homework. I am over here being impressed. <laughs> keep going. All right. So the first is current college students should give themselves freedom to blank. To, I want to say figure the fuck out. However, <laughs> I, I, freedom to give themselves the space Or I guess the space to learn themselves. I feel Mm -hmm. like when you are in college, and this is me going into a full dialogue, child. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know how to fill in the blank without a little dialogue. I'm wrong, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like as college students, what I wish I would have learned, and well, I guess I wouldn't say that because the journey is everything, and it led me to where I am now. But one thing that I would encourage y'all to understand is just absolutely who y'all are. I feel like my purpose has led me into the into the direction that I am now. And I feel like my purpose has also fended off so many different things. And it's also rooted me in a lot of my decisions. Oftentimes as college students, especially growing up in this digital age right now, the things that you want to do sound, may sound crazy or seem crazy to people who don't understand your vision, especially your older aunties, your mom, mm-hmm. your grandma, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, your whoever else is. And you just have to get yourself to a space that you are so affirmed and like your dream and your vision that what other people say don't throw you off your square. So to bring it all back, the freedom um, to, to, to allow yourself to get to know yourself. Okay, great. The next one is recent and not so recent college, college graduates should give themselves the freedom to what? So this is like people that have recently graduated or maybe Mm -hmm. like are 27, 28. Mm -hmm. They should give themselves freedom to what? From more of a professional perspective, I say, I feel like in that age group, you are constantly like trying to find that job. I say, give yourself the freedom to see if that job is even for you anyway. Mm -hmm. I feel like, we, we just want to, you know, oh, we got this offer, this salary looking real cute. You get into it. Whoa, what happened? What right. I signed up for? What's this? Right. <laughs> so I just say, you know, 
give yourself some time. I mean, ask all the reviews you need to. I mean, think about it like a partner, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not just about to let any old Joe Schmo woo me up and whatever. No, I'm checking all the receipts that I can find on the interwebs. I'm going to the Twitter. I'm going to the Instagram. I'm going everywhere. So I say be be use the same sort of diligence towards these jobs. Go on Glassdoor, get whatever dirt you need, call, phone a friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just really feel like, fill out if that environment is going to be productive or counterproductive to where you're trying to move in your life. I think that that is amazing. And then lastly, entrepreneurs should give themselves <laughs> freedom to what? And I know this is like a heavy loaded pack. It's to- okay, girl. <laughs> I And the craziest thing is that the first thing that popped to my mind is the freedom to make mistakes and to just figure shit out. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the things, I, I forget who said it, but I feel like a lot of people have said it. But anyways, people say make make mistakes quickly and you know what I'm saying and recover from those mistakes quickly Mm -hmm. so if you're so worried about oh I gotta do this perfectly 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 and even just the piece that I saw from XO Nicole today she said done is better than perfect Mm -hmm. so as long as you just get those pieces out the door and you get these ideas out and not to say that you don't want to give your best effort towards it but as long as you can get them into existence you're gonna continue to refine them whatever you put out to the world right now is not gonna be your ultimate final product that is ever gonna see the light of day unless you allow it for it to be that way once you get it out into the world if it's going into the hands of other people they're gonna give you feedback you can shape it that way when it actually goes out and you grow and learn a little bit more you'll probably look at it like "Ooh, what was I doing and you'll fix it up right like, just don't worry about everything being so you know being so right and having to and being so worried about making mistakes that you don't make any moves I say make the moves and get the mistakes out the way and just do your thing you got it exactly well I love all of that advice and if people want to connect with you, you know, your site, they want to connect with you on social media, where can they find you? You can find me on pretty much all social media platforms at BBADPR, so B-B-A-D-P-R. And then you can find me on my website at www.bbadpr.com. And then you can keep up with my blog at www.bbadblog.com. Where you guys heard it first from Brittany of BBAD? Be sure to check her out on her website as well as all of her social media, social sites. If you guys like what we're doing here at the Real After College podcast, be sure to tell a friend and check us out on SoundCloud as well as iTunes by simply searching the Real After College podcast and leave a review because that's what helps us increase our visibility for our college student as well as our recent college graduate listeners. We'll check you guys soon for episode 14. Again, thank you for listening. Bye.